Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You've heard us talk about them. They're in, and they're on the website. Absolutely. Our brand new America's Diesel podcast, branded bills, badass, flex fit, performance material, sweat res- sweat stain resistant. It, it literally feels like it cools your head. I don't it's know amazing. how that's possible, but somehow it is. Yeah, you can rock it. You know, I'm more of a flat bill kind of guy. You can do that. You can curve it. For all you taco holder guys, you can even throw that in there. Yeah. And then snap back with a little bit of the flex fit. Yeah. Big head approved, small head approved. And it's extremely comfortable. I almost guarantee, you know, I say almost guarantee. No, I guarantee this is the most comfortable hat you will ever wear. And the logo, rubber. Awesome. Yeah. Came out great. Super detailed rubber on there, so it's never going to fade on you. If you want to get one of these in your hands, they are $50 shipped to the lower 48 plus tax if applicable in your state. Uh, just go on the dieselpoprox.com, search hat, look for the fantastic Jam and Eagle logo, and pick yourself up some before they're out of stock. Yeah. You're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. People in the diesel community are starting to murmur. Yeah. Starting to murmur. Did you, you hear the thing about? Um, did you hear the thing about Ford? <clears throat> for their, uh, I just started seeing it today. Uh, for their full size trucks, like they're short on parts. Wouldn't surprise me. Like it will. It's it's like a big deal apparently. Well, the uh, we're not going to go too deep into this one because I want to I want to actually dedicate an entire episode. But I'm sure we all saw the post by Illumina Duty and then uh, Corey Willis about the trucks going to Ukraine that are oh, have yes, no emissions yes. on there to begin with from the factor from Ford. Yeah, yeah. would you look at that? Global warming, huh? Mm. Except for if it's uh, Ukraine or China or India or any other country other than the U.S. So here's my question, and I don't want. <sighs> I'm going to say we're not going to get too far into it, but I'm going to let this kind of go the way it needs to go. Okay. So if, uh, and I'm not trying to make light of any sort of uh, any, what's happening in Ukraine right now. It's, it's a fucking tragedy. People are dying. You know, I, I feel for I feel for all the kids. I feel for yeah, 100%. You know, anybody caught between. And, and it's not just Ukraine. It's anybody that has wartime going on right now. Like, I, I, I've never been involved in that. I hope I never have to be involved in that. Um, I hope my family never has to be involved in that, any kind of 
you know, and, and, and anything other than like a helping aspect, you know, like I, I don't want to. You want to know a conspiracy theory that I thought of? Yes. Always, Tyler. <laughs> Always. If you ever ask me that question again, I'm going to slap you in the mouth. <laughs> I haven't heard of this anywhere else. This is just something that I thought of. Okay. So, you know. Well, out. By the way, you're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's We're all going to tie it back. Yeah. Somehow. So you know how before Biden got elected, you know, there was that whole like Ukraine business dealing with his son and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they like tried blaming it on Trump with his like one phone call he right. had with Ukraine. It's like, okay, well now Biden's in office. It's like, why won't there just be just a war that just kind of annihilates everything? And now there's no evidence of any, anything because everything is blown up and gone. And now there's nothing to show the corruption that had happened there in the past because there's now there's a war that's blanketed over every you know all the all the shit that actually happened there. Yeah, it's just a big game of hey, look over here. Yeah, yeah. And now they're getting off-road trucks from the factory. Now we're now they're getting now we're crushing used trucks. It, yeah. it was crushed. Do you see the picture? It did get crushed. That is, I would have. Oh man! So now, my now, honest opinion on that whole thing is that guy should have hold held fast and said, "You know what? No, I own this. This is my thing. If I want to park it in my backyard and use it as a lawn ornament, I have every right to do that. Mm -hmm. If I want to pull it into my living room and use it as my kitchen table, I'm going to do that. Like you cannot tell me that this has to be completely destroyed when I own it. Yeah. What are you going to give me?" Are you going to pay for it? Why don't you give me my asking price and you can do whatever you want with it? Like that, oh God, that, that frustrates me so bad. Cause it's, it's just, I, I, I understand the, the emissions thing. Okay. Like we're all having to deal with it. It is what it is. But at the same time, that is a piece of my property. Yeah. That is mine. I paid for it. I put money into it. I maintained it. You, the government cannot tell me what to do with my property even if it's if it's illegal and it can never be registered on the street again oh well cool i still want to keep it that's mine yeah like there should be nothing wrong with like that. They, they never said it's illegal to own they just said it's illegal to operate on the street okay cool which he'd already taken care of that issue yeah. for them to have to crush a perfectly good truck that also he could have sold for parts he could have sold the engine he could have sold the axles. He could have sold the body panels. He could have sold the dash, the interior, all that, and made money. I, I hope he did at some point. You know, it managed to strip some stuff off. The, the thing that gets me on that, though, is, uh, you know, with the, with them, excuse me, I burped. I've been <coughs> drinking barley juice. We just got the live session. But... And the, the whole EPA situation is evolving every day. We all see those posts and all that kind of stuff. Um, by the way, this is a unsolicited shout-out, and it may sound backwards because uh, they are technically one of our direct competitors as far as podcasts go. The Diesel Podcast, Patrick John Ellis. Yeah. He has been doing a phenomenal job talking to people and getting the real deal following as far as the super de – and this is what he, he, he does detailed stuff really well. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Uh, but following a lot of this EPA stuff. 
So if, if you haven't listened to any of his episodes, and I know it sounds weird, right? Because we're both we, we're both said we know I want to be number one, he wants to be number one. That's fine, whatever. I think we could both exist, exist in the same space. I think we go about two different ways. Yeah. Um, but so I listen to his episodes on that stuff. Yeah. Just throwing that out there, guys. Like it's again, Diesel community. We're all friends. Okay. We're one big community. But the the whole thing with you know the EPA saying race car, race car, race car can't drive on the street. It's like they had. Every they, they had the perfect example there. Okay, take away my VIN number, take away my eligibility to be on the street. That's fine. It's not a race truck. Okay, let me go race it. Okay, this is exactly what we said we wanted. You know, yeah, a truck that like it, it's one hundred percent illegal to drive on the street because that's what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to keep race trucks, quote unquote race trucks, where there's no technical definition for, but quote unquote race trucks on the track and off the street. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You literally just took my eligibility to be off the street. Yeah, f- f- make it federally for all I care. Like make an example out of that, but don't crush it. Uh, yeah, hey. and again, it just goes back to it's his property. Yeah, like there was no compensation from the. You know what the EPA should have done if they wanted that truck off the street so bad, they should have just bought the truck and did whatever they wanted with it. Paid the guy his money, so he could get a new truck, and they could have done whatever they wanted with it. Mm-hmm. You just pay the guy. No, they make exa- they're, they're, gonna, they're making an example out of it. Well, it's I you know, <clears throat> uh, I know the the uh, a lot of the stuff you, like we can't we can't fight, and it is what it is. Yeah, I mean we don't have the we don't have the bankroll to, no. <laughs> to fight that. But at the same time, it's like you 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 can't tell someone to crush something that they own because are they telling um, people that have you know a 70 CUDA Hemi in their garage that would not even pass emission standards for this day and age. Are they telling them to crush it? Because it's not, it, it doesn't, it doesn't pass EPA standards now. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, are they telling those guys to crush those cars? No. And you, that's not because we want to see that car crushed. Not no. even a little bit, but it's I don't like, see, like what, what do you, what's the goal here? Yeah. What, what are you trying to prove? What are you, yeah. what, what's the, what do we, what's the end goal? What, what do they want? Yeah. You know, they want everybody in an electric vehicle. And Birkenstocks. And, yeah. And, and granola. Yeah. And long hair, gray ponytails. Yeah. Tie-dye. Yeah. And for some reason, Duramaxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, Our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The, you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are, they have, you know, anti-gel in there all the time. They have C10 in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, Our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons. And that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates. Along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it, It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. 
All right. Uh, very short intro. This is America's Diesel Podcast. We talk about diesel stuff and other things. Check us out on the social medias, anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find us there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. We go live on our Instagram account just about every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Have a beer with the boys. Tell us what's up, what's good, what's going on with your weekend. Uh, I'm going to make this real quick and short. Uh, reviews. We do like reviews. Five-star reviews only. If we don't, we'll kill you. That's not real. Just saying. <laughs> uh, screenshot it. Send it to Ben, dieselpowerproducts.com. Nope, podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. You can't even do my part. Can't even do it, right? I'm just trying to get through it. I'm trying to get through it because I like this episode. I like the way it's going. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. But do that kind of stuff, and we'll uh, send you a sticker. Um, if you need diesel parts, check out dieselpowerproducts.com. If you see the quick ship logo, it's guaranteed in stock, ready to rock. If you have questions about that part, make sure and call and talk to one of our knowledgeable sales technicians. They're on the phones at 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time. If you are placing an order on the website or talking to a sales technician, make sure and let them know that you are a podcast listener. Receive absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> Um, but special attention from me should an issue arise with your order or I happen to come across it, but it also does help us keep the lights on, keep the fridge full of barley juice, and let us do this cool, amazing thing that we get to do, talk on microphones, drink barley juice, and talk about freaking diesel shit. And this podcast may be recorded for customer service and training quality purposes. and training purposes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got three things to talk about today. Trace. Actually, this pops. This episode's going to have four things because we just talked about that EPA stuff. Yeah. But uh, I want to before we talk about that one, uh, Corey, I want to do the snowplow. So before you do that, before you start it, so we we do get every once in a while, and we're, we're going to have. If you don't know what video I'm talking about, um, we're going to have it on the. Uh, we'll have a link to it, or if you go to watch, actually not a link to it. If you watch uh, on YouTube. We're going to have the video on the screen. We are trying to make our YouTube videos a lot more entertaining um, so you can see what we're talking about because we have a screen we can look at. So, also, you see what song was playing? It happens. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's classic right there. Uh, oh. If you if you want to get in the head of Ben and Corey circa 2001 to 2006. Slash uh, 2022. Yeah, slash 2022. Uh, it's a band called Hope's Fall. I know a lot of you are probably either too old to care or too young to even know what that means, but there was this genre of music called post-hardcore metal or post-hardcore, and uh, <laughs> Hope's Fall was... That's a good one. One of the greats. Yeah. One of the greats. It's, it's one of those things where, like, you, unless you know of the genre, you've never heard of them, and then you hear it, and you're like, so that's what the genre is. Yeah. Yes, it is. They are fantastic. Anyhow, so we get questions sometimes where people are like, I found this truck! And, you know, ah, it's, it's in good shape. It used to be a plow truck, but it's not a plow truck anymore. I'm not going to plow. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And I instantly hear a plow truck. And I'm like, ah, run. Like, yeah. why, would you have a, why would you have a former plow truck as not a plow truck? And then the other side of that is, uh, I for love him. He can't remember his name. Uh, I know he's on the West Coast, but or on the East Coast. He talked about putting a plow on his L5P. Yeah. And it's like, do not put a plow yeah. <laughs> on your new truck if you don't absolutely have to like d right once a plow truck always a plow truck yeah and this is the video why someone took a video this is a fifth gen ram okay let's see it so it's a, it's a very very new truck and they're what they're doing in this video is showing how the plow and how the plow does such a good job of not transferring shock okay. should they run over like a manhole cover to yeah. the rest of the truck. So keep in mind, gotcha. this is supposed to be the least amount of shock on the market right now. Yeah. Okay. Play the video. It's gonna roll. We're gonna. I just screenshot the whole thing. Watch this. Watch the hood. 
So he's a hammy. So keep in mind, they are they are trying to tell you how good this thing is about not transferring load and shock into the My truck, right? My lord. Okay. So <laughs> unless you have this plow, how could they show that as something good? So Look the, at the bumper. That bumper has right. that moves like at least like an inch each way. Okay, but keep in mind that's supposed to be the best. This is the best. That's the best. <laughs> so and that you, plow's probably what fifteen grand. So if you think about it, if that's the best, everything else is worse than that. Yeah, and then okay? the hood jumps up, just flexing. Yeah. <sighs> so what what I'm what I'm trying to display here, and again, we're gonna have this video playing for you guys, is just boom, boom, shockload into the hood. It's like I can't aim my headlights. I'm not sure why. <laughs> plow life. Okay. Yeah. So. Case in point, if you ever, I swear to God, if you ever call and tell me that you're going to buy a truck that used to plow on it and daily drive it, I'm going to find a way to slap you in the face. Yeah. Okay? I know this is the second time in this episode we talked about slapping in faces, but they're just, it's its not going to end well, especially if this truck was a plow truck and it's, it's had, you know, it's, it's a 25-year-old truck and it had plow mounts on there and they're like rusted to the frame. Which means this truck's been plowing for poten like potentially 10, 15, 20 years. Everything oh. on that truck is wonky. Ouch. The only thing that truck is good for is plowing. That's it. And I don't mean plowing chicks. I mean plowing yeah. snow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, imagine the the tie rods, the st like the steering box, the ball joints, like everything on everything. that front end. The amount of force that that was just generated from that is just is wicked. And I'm not saying this happens every time you go plowing, but I, I'd, I'd say it happens a lot of times when you go plowing. But if you if you Especially think about an unfamiliar like ground, like if it's your first yeah. time, like you might smack something even worse than that. Like that's just a small little lip on a on a freaking manhole cover. Like, look like at that! Golly! Yeah. God, that's wild. And that's like, this is so good. Watch this. It's so much better than it used to be in the past. Look at that. It only tweaks the frame into the doors. Yeah, well, I bet you. I honestly, it'd be um, curious to measure the body gaps before that happened, and then after to see if it actually see if it changed. Yeah. Like, cause that's. I mean, <clears throat> we all know these new trucks. Like, they're, the the metal that's used on these thin on these new trucks is not the same as metal that's used on on previous trucks. Like, this stuff is. I I put a dent in my bed. I'm pretty sure from leaning up against it to grab something out of the bed. Just the wrong way, yeah. Yeah. They're just freaking paper thin. You think he's going to handle that, like, over and over and over again? Like, that thing's going to be clapped. Yeah. Clapped! So, that being said, folks, please, unless you plan to use it as a plow truck, avoid trucks that used to have plows or have plows on them. Don't think it's, she's a dirty girl, you're not going to change her. Yeah, yeah. She's a lifelong, unless you've got that kind of expendable. Yeah, that's um, a, that's what you call a lifelong stripper. Yeah, she ain't ever changing. All right. <laughs> so next, should we do should we do high mileage or bobcat next? Let's do the bobcat. Bobcat. Okay. Because this is just so ridiculous. So the the bobcat, and I'm I'm gonna play it on my phone real quick here. So the what you should uh, I'm gonna play. Well, it it's got. We'll be fine. I got it. Okay. So, 
this is, uh, if you don't follow Iron Mike Sharp, um, he's a bit of a troll, but he says he's kind of a troll. Uh, so I, I love following him because he throws jakes on and loads heavy things all the time. I freaking <laughs> love it. Um, but he, <laughs> he shared a video from Bobcat, and this is the shit that makes me, my blood boil because there is such a missed opportunity that would have gained, like, so it, it's an electric Bobcat, okay? And there is such a missed opportunity in here that I think would have at least gained. I'm not saying you're going to have construction guys saying, okay, I'm totally into that. But it would have actually, excuse me, gained a little bit more respect. It would, it would have yeah. been like, we're trying to figure this out. Yeah. Before we start this, like, the more and more, obviously the talk on, like, electric vehicles, they're talking about it all the time. There's California and Colorado and all these places that claim that they're not going to sell any internal combustion engines after a certain date okay to me now like all of that is virtue signaling like mm -hmm. all of it mm -hmm. i wish some of these companies like bobcat there's obviously not like a pony hair ponytailed freaking liberal as buying bobcats mm -hmm. like there's a very specific market of people that buy bobcats yeah or like equipment in general I'm not saying that they're all like on the right on the right side of things, but the majority of them are hardworking men and women that are self-sustaining themselves, building a business, doing the hard work that the blue collar or or was it white collar? Yeah, it, yeah white collar home. people want to do. Like these are a different breed of people. Yeah. If Bobcat instead of doing this said, "Hey, guess what?" Our Bobcat has the lowest emissions out of any other diesel-powered Bobcat that is out there, we, and we're producing more power for you to get your job done. Like, here's what we're doing. Yes, we have these standards that we need to meet, but guess what? We've exceeded them, and we are making you know we the most efficient, the best small machine that money can buy. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Doing shit like this, you're 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 preaching to the wrong choir. Like you're, it, it. I don't know of anybody that would run that runs piece of equipment that would get excited about something like this, at all. And and it, going back to what I said earlier, they missed the mark by at least relating. Yeah, there's there's and no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to what the relation yeah. part is in a minute here, but but that, that's what frustrates me the most is especially when all these, I can um I. I can see where like Cummins is going. So Cummins is going like uh, going deep into the hydrogen. Mm -hmm. You've got um, International doing um, that super clean, super clean diesel. Yeah. But again, it's diesel. You don't see these guys going balls deep in electric vehicles because they know that it ain't gonna. It's it's not gonna fit the bill. Mm -hmm. Like like I wish these guys would just would would market to again they're just going for those brownie points of saying these guys are the electric blah 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 but it doesn't work mm -hmm. like it doesn't it's not it's anyways we'll go and this is you'll see why this yeah. doesn't work if you guys haven't seen this already but so I actually just thought of that they're I they're missing one thing one key component or, or one one factor to gain a little bit of respect out of it but second I kind of have an idea of I, I think I know why they're doing it but uh, yeah, so go ahead and play the video. So yeah, if you were to run this machine in a dig cycle, 100% consistent, you'll get about four hours of runtime. So then you recharge the battery, it takes about 10 hours to recharge it. <laughs> Congratulations, your business is fucked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's 
basically what he said. It's a part-time machine. Yeah. So so he, here's one thing that I think if if they had done that would have at least shown the people that they're trying to market this to that they actually give a shit. That's not virtue signaling. So the what's the best way to put this without just like sound like a major a-hole or anything like that like the the type of people that are going to buy this like Ty was saying they're, they're whether you're left right up down good bad happy sad black white yellow purple doesn't freaking matter yeah. the people that are buying this are people that have to get the job done right i don't care who you voted for i don't care what color your tie is yeah you the the job has to get done because someone's paying you money yep fact and this tool and this new system I have on there is going to hinder you from getting the job done. Yeah. Now, if Bobcat, if this gentleman in the video, which obviously I assume is a hired spokesman, um, you know, clean-cut guy with the Bobcat shirt on, tucked yeah. into his black pants or something like that, if Bobcat's marketing department or their engineering department said, holy shit, we're getting four hours out of this? Has anybody realized that the workday is not... It's never been four hours? We can't do yeah. four hours. If we put out four hours, they're going to shoot us in the face. Yeah. Like, it, it just, uh, we're screwed. So how do we mitigate this? If Bobcat had said, look, runtime on this continuous duty load cycle, whatever they're saying, is four hours. We understand that you guys are working minimum eight hours a day. Most of you guys more than that. That's why we also integrated this quick change battery. Each Bobcat comes with two batteries because we know you got to get through the day, yeah. but we also know that we're trying to make this move towards electric, so we want to make sure that we're thinking about you who has to get the job done. And if they had at least done that... Okay, at I, the same time, I yes, I agree with you. That mm -hmm. is, But isn't electric supposed to be the better thing than what's already out there? So if you're not even exceeding the specifications of a regular diesel-powered Bobcat, mm -hmm. the fuck are you doing yeah like you just made something worse like yeah. congratulations like yeah now i want it because you just made it worse not only is it, <laughs> is it worse but it's not even like a a, a worse that's that you can remedy I, right there's at, no at, fix at least if there was a battery you could remedy it at, like, to it, a it's point, a crutch yes. it's a crutch but at the same time now after four hours i've probably got to spend an hour changing this heavy ass battery and then i gotta spend money on charging this other heavy ass battery and hopefully that that thing keeps, you know, like, we all know my my super high-tech iPhone that's got this super high-tech lithium battery on it that freaking lasts half the time it did when it was brand new now. Mm -hmm. So, like, again, I think these guys, I, I hate seeing companies like this put out products like this when the market that they're dealing with doesn't give a shit about electric. They don't freaking care. No. All they care about is... How strong is it? How long is it going to last me? How much is it going to cost to maintain? And how much is it new? Like, that's it. If someone from Bobcat can actually tell us, like... like And, and I'm going to play a little bit of... Uh, Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate here, or just kind of, like, play a little bit dumb. Okay? Yeah. I am not an equipment expert. Maybe the, the scale that they're using as, you know, 100% constant dig mode... Have they done any research as far as like on a normal eight hour workday? How often is a bobcat in 100% dig mode? Like, if they can tell me, like, oh, it's only that actually 30% of the time, the other most, mostly the rest of it's all driving around or lifting, not actually dig mode. Okay, that's fine. But why didn't yeah. he say it? Yeah. 
Well, well I say? would say bobcats aren't typically used for like digging a hole. Like it's well, got isn't a that what bucket, they said? They, they said I, dig mode, whatever. But whatever. they're not really necessarily like yeah, I can no. s- like skim the top and like you know pick things up. But I would think like a bobcat is like for s- those smaller, tighter areas where you need to move dirt, but not necessarily like dig a hole. Right. Like you're not gonna dig a hole with a bobcat. Like you're gonna, it, it, you're not gonna get it done in four hours. Oh, I Dig cycle, whatever that means. Dig cycle, one hundred percent consistent. Yeah, I just, I, I, I wish some of these companies would just have the balls to just be like, listen, electric technology, it ain't there, mm-hmm. it ain't there. Our customers expect better from us, and every year they look for the next best piece of equipment. And with, if we were to introduce this electric vehicle, it's a step down from what we've been doing. Bobcat, we've been around for. 100 years making equipment I know it's not 100 years but we've been around for 30 years making equipment and we've been the most reliable the uh, you know the the cheapest to own the cheapest to operate piece of equipment that you can buy and we can't go a step down like that like that should be their mentality with that well to the point where even their their name recognition there are a lot of people out there when they see just a skid steer they think bobcat. It's a bobcat. It's like, it's like bobcat. Kleenex. No, yeah. Kleenex, it's, it's a tissue. No, it's Kleenex. Yeah. Or a Xerox machine. Like, the yeah. name recognition is so much, it's so deep ingrained. Yeah. And here's even one other thing that, like, and I, I, I know I may come off as a little bit of a softy as far as electric stuff go, but, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of it from, like, a business standpoint. Like, and I, I have to imagine that they're getting pressure from someone that they have to do this. So if if I'm sure it's someone that instead of uh, claps for something they do this yeah because it's uh, clapping is is too uh, they put down their mocha froca bullshit yeah and they're like by the way Bobcat we own sixty clapping is too violent yeah um, we need to uh, it's an like, assault on my eardrums yeah like, like seriously uh, you didn't ask me for consent ma'am sir Zay have you ever heard <laughs> of Cannibal Corpse because you're about yeah. to I'm gonna play on full fucking blast <laughs> like here's how we're gonna run this company <laughs> yeah so the the thing that I I I always try and think of like how you can make a shitty situation at least like how can we win in the end? Like if we're going to get fucked now, how can we figure out how to win in the end? And if Bobcat is truly getting screwed right now and they wanted to retain their customer base, there in my opinion there's only there's really only one way to do that. And that's kind of put the cards on the table. And if they want to say, "Ladies and gentlemen, um, we know that we are going to have to figure out how to do electric right." We're not, we're not at, you know, we're going to get better. This is going to get better year over year. We're still going to offer our diesel model, but we're going to offer this electric model. And, and this, they would, it would have to be with a, with a quick change battery. But here's the thing. They would have, there would have to be some sort of incentives. They would say, have to say, you know, it's 2022. You know, everybody seems to be, you know, wanting to be hundred percent electric by 2030. We plan to as well. Uh, if you have to get the job done and you got to buy a diesel one, that's fine. Buy that one. But if you want to join us on this journey and help us get See, there, hang on, hang I on. I know, but when a company says, join me on this journey, I don't want to be on your journey of screwing up machines. Right. <laughs> I don't want to hop on that ride. I want to I want to hop on the end, the last so, ride that's perfectly perfected and everything the, works. Here's the incentive part. The <laughs> If you, you know buy into our electric line now, we will, you know, <laughs> grandfather you in for discounts like an later iPhone? on. Like, what is yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're they're yeah. going to say, like, okay, you know, as we get refined, 
you're you know you will receive things at a premium price compared to those just joining in it's something yes, to try and, okay like, okay let me them. switch pages on you the mm-hmm. amount of r&d that has gone into making a a perfectly fine diesel powered bobcat electric how much of that could they have put in back into the diesel bobcat to make it even better more efficient more clean last longer mm-hmm. move more weight like for them to say like oh if you're uh, running this bobcat at you know 100 percent dick mode i'm sorry but have you seen a rental bobcat those things are freaking hammered yeah because people run the shit out of those things like they're not easy with them they're mm-hmm. probably lifting things up that are way too heavy for it they're doing you know they're everything they tell you not to do they're probably doing to them because it's like a little machine they can just mm-hmm. oh i guess i'll try it with this if it works it works it is what it is like it, it just doesn't their cue to tell them like this wasn't a good idea is to look at the the the, the market of of vehicles of electric vehicles especially trucks mm-hmm. when you see tow ratings on trucks that drop by more than 50 percent because there's a load on it you have to know that the battery infrastructure is not there and then and also the the, the powering infrastructure is not there because it's, it's not there for that's why you haven't seen heavy duty trucks rolling around that are electric right mm-hmm. now the infrastructure is not there and it, it just it honestly it, it honestly pisses me off and i wish some of these companies would just tell those people that are thinking that way you don't know our market like you do not know who buys these things. Like you're you're so far detached from those people. Like we need to make a quality product that does exactly what we say it will do. That's for a price that ever that they can afford, that and is reliable, and doesn't only last four hours. Like yeah. I, I, if I was like the CEO of, of of Bobcat and they said, hey, we've got this idea for this electric Bobcat. It seems like it'd be really efficient. Um, you know. Uh, it's going to last uh, on a continuous mode four hours. I would have said, nope, get out. That's not, I can run a full tank of fuel in this Bobcat and I can run, I can run eight hours with it. And then it only takes me 10 seconds to put more fuel on it. I can run another eight hours with it and I can continually do that all day long. Like that is not up to par. Yeah. I would basically be like, I, I'm not saying, and again, I'm not trying to sound like a, f- freaking lefty over here okay but i understand there's probably extenuating circumstances that they're trying to work with i don't know if they they their lawyers are telling them like if you don't do this now you're gonna be whatever okay i just i'm assuming you know the guy sitting there is getting stuff handed down to him and he has to do it sure and you can if someone brought that to me and said you got four hours of like look uh i can't go to mark with four hours yeah you got all due respect and i mean this (laughs) with all due respect Fuck you. <laughs> I said all due respect. Yeah. That's very rude. You can't say that. I said with all due respect. <laughs> like it just, it, it, again, you can, um, I think there's two types of examples that can be made. You can either be the first one to do something and you do it half-ass and shitty and it doesn't work and you're setting an example for everybody else to try to make something better than you. Mm-hmm. Or you could set the example of, I ain't going to do that because that isn't is in, in in benefit of the people that I'm serving and I'm going to do this. And this is the example that I'm going to set because now I'm going to make a piece of equipment that's even better than the one that we had before and that's better than everybody's out here while they're all 
fucking with batteries and shit guess what my machine's gonna be able to run circles around those machines mm -hmm. and i'm gonna make these owner operators way more money and they're gonna only buy my equipment because they know that i have their best interest in mind done fact <laughs> okay next topic I just here. blacked out again yeah <laughs> Unlike in Billy Madison, I think we're all smarter for hearing that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I don't recall exactly who sent this one to me. Um, uh, yeah. I think it was on the podcast page. <clears throat> podcast page. You also Instagram it to me. I can't remember. It's relatively close, Boise. Boise, not too far away. Um, so first off, uh, as you guys know, I am still on the market for a uh, three-quarter to one-ton pickup truck, preferably one-ton. Uh, single wheel F350, manual transmission, four-door long bed, seven-three. Um, I don't mind high mileage. Uh, my my restrictions on there were I don't mind if it was used as a work truck, but I'm not looking for a work truck. Right. If you don't know what I mean, um, the truck that we basically have in front of us, which we're going to post on the on the YouTube page as well, is exactly <coughs> what I'm talking about. So uh, I showed this to pi the the pictures only to Tyler earlier today, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, so this fits my budget. You know that, you know, I'm not afraid of high mileage. I'll tell you right now, it's not low mileage. <laughs> it is a high mileage truck. And I showed him the pictures. I was like, how many, guess how many miles are on this thing? I said 280. 280. He said 280. It's got 400. <laughs> okay. So when, when we talk about, or like when I talk about not being afraid of high mileage trucks, if you know what you're getting into, especially like if, like for me, seven threes are my forte. Uh, I would not, if I had the money right now, I'd be calling him. Uh, I'm still waiting for the 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 six O to sell the F450, so I can you know figure out exactly what my budget is. But if I had that cash, I would be calling him to set up a uh, a meeting or something like that. Yeah. Because the while I will say uh, I would rather have something in the somewhere in the two hundreds, especially low two hundreds. Yeah. Um, I've been scouring the market now. Um, if you guys have been listening a long time or listening. You know, a lot recently um you know i've been i've been scouring the market since i made that announcement so it's been about two months now i've been absolutely scouring the market and i can tell you as far as something in the 250 to 300 range finding one this actual clean and a manual uh is hard to do the yeah. beds are usually trashed the, the sides of the bed are trashed the interior might be okay but then everything else is trashed Right, um, and I knew that going into it. My whole thing is like, I don't mind if the truck needs injectors. I don't care if it needs a turbo. I don't care if it needs a high pressure oil pump. I plan on doing all that stuff anyway, um, but I just want some some good bones to work with. And then this one popped up, and we're gonna scroll through the pictures real quick here. Uh, go to the one on the front seat. And this, <clears throat> just so you guys, it's a '99 F250 mm -hmm. 7.3 power stroke, six-speed manual, crew cab, long bed, four-wheel drive, ton of miles. He's like uh, what the third owner. Mm -hmm. um, new brakes. Service and parking starts and runs per new clutch, uh, well maintained, it, and it and it looks it. It definitely shows it. Yeah, and so the what tells you there's basically two pictures that tell you everything you need to know about this truck, and one of them is the picture of the front seat. Yep. And if you know anything about trying to buy a truck, there is a huge indication of how a truck is treated by a how clean it is and B, the condition of the left bolster on the front seat specifically. Yes. yes. This thing does not have a tear. No. Like, I'm sure if I zoomed in, you might see some of the fabric that would that may just be, like, 
start wearing down wearing a little down bit. Yeah. but there is not i'm not even talking like oh you can start to see the foam underneath there's not i don't see a stitch out of place in fact the bolster it looks like the bolster is just starting to not be as stiff as it should be it's yeah, just starting it's to creep down now. a little bit yeah, yeah. It's flat now and what that says to me on a truck with 400k on it and also the steering wheel is not fucked up the buttons are fine there's nothing yeah. warning. I know. I, like I know you're buttons. on buttons. Yeah, uh, the door jams are clean. The shift knob is clean. The the metal or like the the shifter underneath the shift knob where all your fingers rest and it usually the paint chips away, it's clean. There's paint there. What that tells me, it well the far far outreach thing is that someone completely redid the interior yeah. detail to show the truck which I highly doubt but it, yeah it doesn't look like it's been redone no. though nobody what? would redo that and put that same material back exactly <laughs> it's, it does have vinyl floors which honestly I I, I kind of don't mind um, but what that tells me is on a seat that looks like that especially on a manual truck that has that many miles on it this thing saw a ton of highway miles yeah because when and I bet you the hours on this thing for having a 400k you know chat on the chassis and the engine and everything like that i bet you the like the engine runtime is less than some like 250 mile work 250k work truck tr trucks yeah. you see out there yeah because this thing ain't been sitting around idling everywhere this thing's been moving it's been driving it's probably been like the runtime versus the idle time right yes i'm sorry runtime um but this thing is it keeps scrolling through uh but this thing is in beautiful condition like it, like it's okay it's missing a knob right there for the lumbar sport don't care uh it does have power windows and power locks which i like looks like a pill container they put over top of it yeah what's <laughs> going on there uh keep cruising yeah back seats pristine headliner is not e sagging even look at the uh look at the the sill where you put your foot to get in yeah it doesn't look discolored i don't even see a chip on there yeah uh keep cruising uh looks good the so only the like only body damage bumpers. i saw was on the driver's side door lower um I hate bodywork. I would never do bodywork. <laughs> I would take that little bit of damage over a, a trashed bed, a bashed in quarter panel, you know. Any, well, the good thing is, is they've they've made quite a few of those power strokes in that color. You could yeah. probably find a door. It's tan. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, the champagne tan, I'll tell you what, uh, yeah. every champagne Ford I've had yeah. has just ran. It just <laughs> doesn't care. It just runs. I mean, the, the buttons are still there on the cruise control. I, I will say I, I hate that steering wheel so do i god that steering wheel looks like i shit. would replace the steering wheel just because i don't like it yeah it, uh, that steering wheel is so ugly yeah it, mine always felt like it was upside down mm -hmm. I, I feel like that one's upside down and yeah. it's just ugly it just looks like a same thing out of a ford taurus yeah so the, that that's actually the same style uh not the same color pattern but the same style of wheels as an excursion but you never know just because it's a different color yeah um but the the truck's immaculate the only thing that's missing from the listing is a picture of the engine bay, which I'm sure is bone freaking stock. It's got a big old old school ranch ham bumper on the front, front which and honestly, back. yeah, which honestly I don't mind. I'd keep them. Yeah, see, that? I freaking like it. That's Schedule Forty pipe right there. Yeah, that is a grandpa truck. Yeah. So the the only drawbacks I have on it, um, I wouldn't mind if it was a higher trim level, but for this amount of for this amount of because they're they're asking 12 for it it's been uh down from 16 they're asking 12 for it damn um, that's quite the drop <laughs> yeah well the market's going down right now which is why i'm yeah. trying to get the six liter out of our position asap uh by the way if you're still listening to this and looking for a pretty bitchin uh 2004 f450 with the 60 on it that's actually in really good shape fairly low miles i think like 160 
uh, with a flatbed on it, let me know. Converter to single rear wheel uh, with 37s on it. It's a bitchin' truck if you're looking for a heavy-duty truck. If you're looking to get into a heavy-duty truck that doesn't look like a heavy-duty truck, but just looks like a big badass motherfucker, yeah, that's, that's truck. that truck. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would think about keeping it if it was four-door long bed. I yeah. truly would. Yeah. Even though it's an even though it's an automatic, I would want if it was just a freaking four-door, I would keep it. Yeah. Um, but I'm dead set on having a four-door long bed. I got to for what I want to do with the truck. Um, let me know. Get at me. Cash talks. Seriously, <laughs> this is not a truck sale podcast, but, um, but I, I would, if I, I, if we sell the F450 for at least the minimum, I think we're going to get out of it. I would have the cash to buy this in a heartbeat. I would yeah. have extra cash. I would have enough cash to cover the plane ticket down to drive it back yeah. and buy it, um, at their asking price. And I would, I would legitimately feel happy doing it. I would be very happy with that truck. I, I would probably, I may or may not swap out the real leaf springs for a set of new F-350 because, again, 400,000 miles. Yeah. Things are worn out, but I know that. Um, I'm also, I want an F-350, so I would probably put bigger leaf springs on the back. It probably has airbags on it already. If not, i put them on there, and I would probably swap out the front leaf springs um, and just get that truck sitting just a little bit taller in the front. And, I mean, it's got a clutch. Uh, it probably needs injectors and a high-pressure oil pump. You know, small set of injectors, high pressure oil pump, turbo rebuild, up pipes, um, O rings. <laughs> we did not plan that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I knew it. it was coming. I was waiting for you to say it. And I was like, O rings. Yeah. Um, it looks like the stock is off. So that's going away. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, I would purchase that thing in a heartbeat. Um, sir, if you in Boise, Idaho are listening to this, which I doubt you are because it's a grandpa's truck, I, I fully expect the fact that you probably don't even have a cell phone and your like son took these pictures. Yeah. Um, if you are listening to this and feel like you want to do a good deed for someone that needs a good truck, um, talk to me. I do have some cash on hand, but I don't have enough to cover your asking price at the moment, but I will in the future. Uh, I'd love to take it off your hands for you. But... Uh, that being said, with it, the folks that are out there, they're like, I want a nice truck, but I'm afraid of high mileage. This is the high mileage truck to get. I'm not saying this truck has no problems, but like if you are, let's say, for some reason, I always imagine someone buying a truck like this probably has like a an older half-ton pickup that's paid off or something like that. This is not a sell your half-ton buy this right now. Do you want know also uh, makes me know that it's it's a well maintained truck? Hmm. Read the listing. Yeah, proper punctuation. Mm-hmm. You've got everything capitalized that should be capitalized. You have spaced perfectly. Again, they took time to actually write their listing, and again, it makes sense when you read it. Mm-hmm. When you have a truck that's high mileage and it's just like blah blah blah, a bunch of like you could tell like that person doesn't doesn't didn't care mm-hmm. like that person. Those small little things make a difference with your listing. Makes a huge difference. It does. And even the pictures of the vinyl floor, um, that truck technically has more miles than my OBS did, and the vinyl floor looks nicer than mine. Yeah. So uh, I would consider that a truck that has good mojo. Um, It's got moxie. It's got a little shaky shake. Yeah. that would be one I would definitely entertain. And honestly, uh, when the F-450 sells, if I have the cash still and that thing is still available, it's probably top three on my list. 
Uh, I've got a couple other ones that I'm looking at, but that seriously hits all 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 the things that I want to do that I want in a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to about wrap up this episode. I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to me until I rant and rave about a whole bunch of cool shit. Um, yeah. If you have questions on this or want to talk more, I can't believe I didn't, the previous episode, I totally forgot to mention, we have our Facebook group. Oh, yeah, Facebook group. If you're on Facebook, which Tyler is not, um, search America's Diesel Podcast, the group, and we will come up. Um, it's moderated by me. <laughs> uh, the group is growing. I think we're almost to uh, probably 75, 80 people. Um, there are some questions that you have to answer to get in. Uh, please answer them. I appreciate that because honestly, that has kept out some people that I I, I didn't want in there. Yeah, I'm not saying there are, are individuals that I don't want, but when I get a listing that that says like, like literally one today was like, this is gonna make me sound super racist, but I promise I'm not. It was like Shema Shaquif and the nothing that had to do with this guy was yeah. anything diesel yeah and i actually had to go into the settings for facebook and turn off the uh like suggest this group to people yeah i don't want this group suggested to people i want this group truly to be for people yeah. that listen to the podcast and that's why i have those questions on there that's for you to tell me and you know show me by answering those that you actually listen to the podcast yeah there are there are several right answers to the podcast the only wrong answers are don't if you don't answer yeah i'm suspicious yeah so it's meant to be fun they're all fill-in answers it's not multiple choice they're all fill-in um so uh if you're not part of that group i greatly uh recommend you get in there um i think once we get a lot of people in there and we start popping off it's going to be a good time but uh yeah People are posting their projects up in there. Uh, there's been the, just the right amount of shit talking. Yeah, um, it's it's a it's a good group of people, and I'm I'm happy to be in there. I'm happy to cultivate that culture. So, oh, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's gonna wrap this one up. I uh, again appreciate every single one of you tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at DieselPowerProducts.com. <laughs> One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.